Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Splash Play, where Pete's internet just went down, just in time for our special episode where we're going to talk about our guys, the guys that Pete and I cannot separate ourselves from this 2022 fantasy football season that you need to be drafting for yourself. Pete should be joining us in a little bit here, but I'm going to be running the stream, scrambling around here to get this going. So let's hit the intro and get right to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Splash Play, the fantasy football podcast for every game under the sun. And once again, I am Chris Spaggs, gently awaiting your friend and mine, Pete Overzet. There's an Xfinity, uh, I guess, outage going on in his area of the country. So we are, in fact, going to be doing it me style here. Um, and I'm gonna, still going to talk about our guys, still going to did I still all the prep work, honestly, all the graphics that we needed for this one. So Lord knows I'm going to ride it out. Let me see if I can get an overlay on here because uh, this is not usually the way the show goes. But uh, here we go. Am I just going to make me a normal human being now? Nope. <laughs> It is impossible for me to be a normal human being, apparently, on this stream today. Uh, so you're seeing me in full view. You get to see the big screen behind me. You get to see my championship belts, my money hats. All the things I've accomplished in my life have been purchased or given to me by jobs. Either way, appreciate all you guys hanging out. Make sure you are subscribed, whether you're watching on the Splash Play channel or on Peach channel. And, of course, go make sure you subscribe to the Splash Play channel because you will find this kind of similar frenzied, harried start to a show every single day on – well, not every single day. Many days a week on the Splash Play youtube channel starting with nfl week one where the show will be exclusively hosted on the splash play youtube channel moving forward let's go subscribe over there right now shout out to the chat as always dealing with me here pete slate what a shock great save uh boy this is fucking it's honestly tough a lot of pressure too and the weird thing with Streamyard, like it's a very easy software to use for the most part it's one that's like meant to be really intuitive so like a boomer can come on a boomer like me maybe a boomer like you can come on and do these streams easily but when you hop into somebody else's stream yard it's like a whole different thing where i had to text pete to get a login code i had to then hop in here figure out what his brand things look like very confusing for me so a lot of stuff that's not native on here but i am still going to get to the crux of what we're talking about today which are pete and my guys and and god damn it i prepared some graphics guys so here we go let's pull it up on the screen you can see some of the r guys we're going to have on the screen for you with starting off tj uh, tj t higgins jesus christ uh going to be going at the 27.3 spot on underdog right now of course all the adps you're going to see on the screen are in fact underdog adps and for what it's worth these are actually guys that pete gave to me before the show i'm not just making it up not just assigning guys to him. Of course, T. Higgins, we know. Uh, Pete and I have drafted him a lot on streams on the show. We're both big fans of him. Uh, a guy that you can get as sort of a leverage play off of Jamar Chase, a hedge against Jamar Chase, going a few rounds after him in a lot of the drafts out there. I've talked about as well on uh, Underdog, certainly going in a nice spot. On DraftKings, though, a 30 ADP on there is always going to look pretty good. So T. Higgins is a guy that stands out pretty well for Pete, and he actually also stands out pretty well for another guy, that's right. I am also planning a flag for T. Higgins. Uh, didn't even update the photo for it. Actually, I thought I did, but apparently not. Didn't update the photo for T. Higgins. Either way, he is a guy that we are both claiming as one of our guys moving forward. T. Higgins, number one on the list. Another guy to be adding to Pete's roster for himself. You might see some exposures popping up for him on the Brick Caddy when he's doing shows. 
see him right now. George Kittle, and this one hurts because I couldn't just pick all the same guys that Pete had uh, when he's planning a flag for his guys in the 2022 season. No, I, in fact, had to go and do some things different. And George Kittle, you guys watched the Randomizer show with me and Pete a couple weeks ago. Uh, you might have seen, in fact, that uh, George Kittle once sent me a Tinder screenshot, which I think is pretty much the show biggest showing of love a man can provide to a blogger, a content creator at Barstool. And George Kittle, uh, he makes Pete's list, doesn't make mine because I'm going a different direction. A guy that I think you can poke less holes with, Kyle Pitts, obviously starting to steam up a little bit. I think you might have seen on the Eric Byam Force stream that Pete did recently, the best ball breakfast, which really enjoyed watching this morning. Um, and it was nice seeing these guys doing a pre-recorded one. So they got to do an actual pristine room. They were talking about Kyle Pitts. I think in the draft that they did, Kyle Pitts went in the second round, the middle of the second round. I believe it might've gone ahead of Mark Edwards or Mark Andrews rather. Um, again, I'm frazzled. Deal with me. <laughs> I get some name flips up, uh, flip ups right now. But Kyle Pitts is a guy that, you know, the youth profile fits when we talk about breakout players. Kyle Pitts, certainly one of those dudes that I think has the ability to get upwardly. Uh, whereas Travis Kelsey, we've seen some of the concerns about him preseason he's running a lot less snaps certainly that's a thing that goes with age but every year since he's been i think 27 he's gone down in less snaps in the preseason and then it's correlated with less snaps in the regular season you have some concerns there mark andrews a lot of his best games last year came with tyler huntley this year lamar jackson back in tow and some more receiving weapons that could take some share away including the rookie isaiah likely for him could be a risk uh, you could also poke some holes in darren waller whose hamstring is hurt he's not practicing again for the raiders and kittle himself who again i love he sent me a Tinder screenshot. How could I ever speak ill of a man who sends me a Tinder screenshot? That said, Kittle is a guy who was in line blocking a lot last year. Kyle Pitts, I don't think you have any of these concerns. First 1,000-yard year for a rookie tight end in like 50, 50 years, I think is what the, the stat was for that one. So Kyle Pitts to me, another guy that I'm very comfortable going with a lot. And, and if I'm going to differentiate from Pitt a little bit, or from Pete rather, a little bit in our, our list, I think Kyle Pitts is one guy I'm willing to differentiate with. Another guy, a Niner. So Pete's actually doing some correlations for himself and his our guys build got Trey Lance coming in with a, a nice ADP on himself that's come up over the last few weeks in particular, 69.7 for him. Trey Lance, a guy that we draft a lot in the show as well. And unfortunately, that means that this will be the second and I promise the last of the R guys that Pete and I will be sharing. But I did flip the image for you. There you go. There's backwards Trey Lance. A lay trance pop on my list. He's one of the guys that I'm willing to plant a flag on heavily. He is my highest exposed QB on underdog right now. I think if, if DraftKings allowed you to look at your exposures, he's probably my highest exposed guy on DraftKings as well. I love him. Loved him a lot more when he was going to the 90 to 100 ADP range on underdog. Now he's still going to the 60s, 70s. I sometimes take him in the 60 overall spot just because I want to make sure to get him if I have Devo Samuel, if I'm taking Brandon Ayuk, if I'm getting George Kittle. There's a lot of upside for Trey Lance on a lot of different stacks. And for me, I think there's a chance he could be the QB one. So I'm a big Trey Lance believer. Big fan of him overall. Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate it, man. I'm fucking... I, if you guys watch the Friday streams, you know I can run through a solo stream, keep it moving, keep it easy, keep it all that stuff. On Peach Channel, it's like, oh shit, this is a stream on Peach Channel where the namesake of his channel... <laughs> It's currently not available, so I'm doing the best I can. And guys, smash the like button if you can, too, because uh, this is harder than it seems, especially when you thought you'd have a nice casual show with your podcast partner. Uh, Pete's number four, though, on the list, Rashad White. You can see he's got an ADP on the screen, out underdog of 127.6. Guy that I also very comfortable going with. And it's weird because on this show, a lot of, the, I think, the appeal of Splash Play is that me and Pete go back and forth. And, of course, you're seeing that classic banter right now. Let's spar and throw, <laughs> throw some jabs back and forth as I ramble on by myself here. But I love Rashad White, too. I am a big fan of his. However, I do think that despite, you know, Rashad White making some positive gains in training camp, I do think there's another rookie goes a little bit cheaper who has the upside uh, in the same way Rashad White does, if not more. 
That is, in fact, Tyler Algier. So if you are playing your Tyler Algier bingo cards for me at home, cash in now, 149.6 ADP. I think people have got to be uh, some scared money right now about Tyler Algier because he has not risen up in the preseason like Rashad White has. Rashad White started with a four-string, ended up playing basically the 1B running back in the last preseason game. Moving forward, it seems like he's going to have a real role Tyler Algier might not have a real role for the first few weeks of the season. Worries me a little bit that Damian Williams is getting used ahead of him. Kadri Allison is getting used ahead of him in the off, in the preseason so far. Cordero Patterson still certainly a big weapon that I want to go uh, going to want to go to. That said, Tyler Algier, if we're playing for week 17, if we're playing for when there's $2 million up top on underdog, I want to have Tyler Algier in the mix because I think there's a couple outs specifically. The team is good. Maybe he's the running back that actually helps them get there, helps bubble up over the course of the season. And if they're bad, they're going to give Tyler Algier some carries, see what he can do. Is it crazy for him to be a Rashad Penny at the end of the season? I don't think so. So that's why I'm willing to go his way and plant my flag once again for Tyler Algier. Two Falcons on the list. So uh, pray for me <laughs> and my flag plants. And Pete's number five here to round us out before we hop to a best ball mania draft that hopefully Pete will join me along for. Got KJ Hamler. And if you guys want watching the streams with Pete. You know he loves KJ Hamler. He was actually heavy on KJ Hamler before the Tim Patrick injury. Those shares only look better and only speak to what we talk about on these shows where you got to draft early, you got to draft often, and you got to be willing to take the news when guys are coming to you. Um, you know, KJ Hamler was a guy that people, were, I think, had some concerns with. He had that Q tag on him or that out tag on him on DraftKings for a while as well because he is recovering from an ACL injury. But he's a burner. He's a guy that can play in the slot, can also uh, take some snaps away outside from time to time. It's a nice spot for KJ Hamler overall. So again, another take of Pete's that I support fully. That said, he's not one of my brand players. My brand player, my last flag plant here before we hop in a best ball mania draft with $10 million in prizes, $2 million up top. Number five for me is going to be Alec Pierce. A little bit cheaper than Hamler, an ADP of 166.6. Um, he kind of looks like a devil child in the photo I chose for him, and I didn't realize uh, I was connecting those dots mentally, but Alec Pierce is a dude that I think is a burner. I mean, you can look at the 40 times. He's a 4-4 guy. Actually, might have clocked a little bit faster than that in the combine. A guy that also has had some positive camp reports, running some vertical seams, getting in with the first team. Another guy that people, too, in the preseason were like, oh, he's not running with the first team. I can't draft him. He's running with them now, and people still aren't bumping him up enough. I love Alec Pierce. I think he's got a lot of upside. I've talked, you know, it's easy to look at him. He's a, he's a lanky white guy. Look, make your own Cooper Cup comparisons if you want. But he is tall. He's a good route runner. He's a guy who's got the speed. He's also a guy that should benefit from a Colts offense that I think will rise overall. And will also hopefully siphon some stuff away from Jonathan Taylor, a guy that I'm not getting a lot of in my zero RB build. So Alec Pierce, my last flag plant here. Oh, can I breathe? I'm checking the chat here. GA saying the Algier bit needs to stop. People think you're serious. I am. That is one I am serious about. Again, he's my only thousand dollar player right now on underdog. He is a guy that I firmly believe in. And I think at this point, his ADP is getting you know, even cheaper. If you want to hedge against the, what you could say is a minute chance of me being right. Still draft Tyler Algier now because he's getting cheaper more than ever. Like I Bullock saying Pierce Dovett looks like a guy whose first name is Alec. I mean, yeah, it's a powerful name to say it out loud at home. Play along with me at home. Alec Pierce, Alec Pierce, Alec Pierce, Alec Pierce with the 50 yard touchdown. Boom. Can you hear that on your Sundays on red zone? I think you can. Andrew, uh, Andrew Siciliano is going to be like, Alec Pierce, but nobody had this guy in his fantasy team. And you're going to go fuck you. Andrew Siciliano. We're a Scott Hansen household. We don't like you very much at all. 
Alec, don't call me Alex Pierce. Yeah, that's a tough one when you have a little bit of a verbal tick, verbal lilt like I do. Uh, either way, Matthew, shout out to Matthew in the chat. Pierce is my number one exposure player. Feel the same spags. Thank you, Matthew. I appreciate it and also appreciate all of you guys hanging out with me. And that means you know what it is. It is, in fact, time to hop into a best ball mania draft on Underdog Fantasy. Only going to do one today, tomorrow on the Friday stream with just me. If you couldn't get enough of the surprise solo stream today, you get more tomorrow as I do an underdog draft, a DraftKings draft, open up a few adult cocktails in between. And, and unlike Pete, who's much sharper about this lately with doing some pre-recorded shows, hop in the room sneakily, I'm going to give you guys a chance to play along with me on Underdog. And please use the promo code SPLASH over on Underdog to get yourself a deposit match up to $100. That is a promo code that is actually going to the show now. So don't, don't tell anybody out there. We're starting to build this business up, build the show up into something that hopefully is valuable for us. Uh, so please use that promo code SPLASH to get your deposit match up to $100 on Underdog. But it's time to hop in. Four to fifty-one thousand entrants. Looks like we're about seventy-two percent filled. So, uh, gotta think it's gonna fill over the next two weeks. But I am currently, I think, on my one hundred and twenty-second entry. Uh, let's check that real fast before we hop in. I'm sure, that room will fill immediately. Uh, yeah, 122 entries done. This will be lucky number one, two, three. So if you are a fan of numerical things, you're gonna get a numerical one today. So we fill up this draft live on the screen. Whew, I should be able to draft on Pete's account, though. It's funny watching Pete's streams because, like, obviously Pete had the big win on dog last year. Uh, Pete's numbers slowly going downwards in terms of his account balance as he's doing more big dog drafts, more uh, gigantic uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog drafts, whatever else we're doing on underdog. So as those price points go up, our poor guy Pete is definitely suffering a little bit more for it. All right, we got some. How many badges do we got in here? We got Furiyama. Only one badge in the room, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, no, Dark, too. Two badges in the room, ladies and gentlemen. And I think Dark has sniped me on some picks recently on stream, including on our, our Zero RB build on Monday's show with Pete. So uh, Dark, I'll be watching out for. A for Yon, I'll be watching out for. Uh, Sam, of course, one of FTN's contributors, I'll be watching out for. Everybody else, uh, I guess Moxieland, uh, one of our regulars on Twitter, too. So uh, some possibly some sharp teams in here that'll ruin my draft for me. And hopefully, again, you guys are just tuning in now. Pete's internet's down thanks to an Xfinity outage in the uh, New England area. So hopefully Pete will be on to join us soon. Uh, that's why we're drafting on my account today. That's why you are just seeing me and my beautiful face here stammering and stumbling through a stream that I wasn't prepared to talk alone for. <laughs> but not getting much sleep with a certain baby in the house who shall remain nameless. So... Uh <laughs> It's a tough time here in the Spags household, but we pushed through in the name of getting these maxed out Best Ball Mania 3 tournaments. Wow, Chase 101. I mean, look, that's a take. I definitely take Justin Jefferson more in the 101. Uh, hard to argue Jamar Chase with what he did last year, just having that upside for sure. Uh, that said, you know, I think if I had more comfort uh, for my choices, if I could choose between those guys agnostically, I don't think I will take a single, sh a single share of Chase at the one spot, whereas I definitely have a good amount of Justin Jefferson at the one spot, especially now that his ADP has started to come up a little bit ahead of Cooper Cup on underdog. Uh, you can see some of the picks coming. Moxie likes the disgusting soda. I, I can't speak for what Moxie Land is doing. Is there a, a way to check how many drafts you've added total? Uh, I don't know if there is. If there is, it's probably in your account settings, but that's one I'm actually not familiar with. And honestly, I'm surprised I haven't hit the 500 mark for one of the badges yet because I definitely, uh, I've, I've gotten a good 400 or so, I think, in, or maybe, no, maybe closer to 350 uh, this draft season. I feel like I should have hit it with my previous drafts, but. Must be a little bit shy. I'm hoping I get badged at some point just live on the show and it'll be like being knighted by Lord Underdog. All right, we're on the clock here. Fucking wide receivers going off the board. Uh, but if you watch my streams, you know, unlike Pete, I don't give a... Well, Eckler is actually a pretty nice value here. 
fuck. Oh, uh, God damn it. A running back. Oh, I've brought shame. I'm doing these streams here. And, uh, you know, it's normally a show I get to do with Pete. And I have the cover of Pete being like, you got to take Austin Eckler here. It's too good of a discount. And now I have to be the Pete, too, and go, oh, that's too good of a discount, Smogs. I got to take him here. So there we go. Uh, Austin Eckler. As you can see, I do not have a lot of Austin Eckler. I think it was at just uh, just under 4%. So, you know, 3.3%. You can see on the brick cut as well, the target uh, of what you should be trying to own these guys at 7%. Uh, so you can see all the things you need to know about Austin Eckler and my grievous mistakes in drafting running backs. Oh, there we go. I don't have, if I had my usual gifts, FF Doom, I would admit that I'm in fact an RB pig. Yes, I'm a fish. <laughs> oh, you guys are hurtful. You guys are... <laughs> Oh, look at me. I'm too scared to not draft Austin Eckler. Oh, I think Austin Eckler could be RB1 this year. He catches passes. Oh, he just needs to get a little bit more red zone work, even though they drafted some big body backs, have guys like Larry Roundtree there. But yeah, Austin Eckler, we love running backs. Woo. Ugh. You guys are right. I brought shame. I, I honestly feel ashamed to do this. Like, I... um. And happy that Pete's been able to get some zero RB drafts on his streams, including with me lately. But I'll get back on track here. A little bit of something I call <laughs> something I call Debo Samuel. And now we, now to be clear, I do think there are ways you can win with an anchor RB build. Um, I'd prefer to get a running back more in the second round, third round, if I could, if I'm going to go that way. But I do think this will be a case where we don't draft another running back until the ninth round. Um, that's my goal, at least. But I, uh, there's been enough studies out there. And I know our guy Draco over at Rotoviz wrote, wrote a lot of articles about how people probably aren't taking enough running backs, how even in, you know, a a build where you are taking running backs early, you probably still be getting the five or six running backs. So that's going to probably be the goal today because I don't want to do hyper fragile. I'm not a hyper fragile build kind of guy. Uh, I am a hyper fragile guy emotionally, as we've talked about on the show. But uh, in this situation, I think it'll be my goal to not draft another running back until about rounds nine, 10. Honestly, 11 would be great for me. There have been times lately where I've been doing drafts where I'm just not drafting a running back till the 10th round. And boy, does it feel fucking good. <laughs> Spags, my Debo exposure is going to kill me. Yeah, I've heard this take lately, and I don't get it. And Debo is also definitely getting drafted highly because of the casuals. Um, I love Debo. Like, I don't see how you can't love Debo. I think it's a mistake that people are, like, not as into Debo. Um, from my perspective, I think Debo is a really strong receiver play. He had such a large share of that Niners offense last year. And even if Ayuk is good, they're still going to find ways to get Debo the ball in space. And he was so much better than everybody else in the league in terms of yards after catch above expected. Like we have some numbers of football outsiders. I think there might be some on next gen stats too. But like Debo was like fantastic last year. If you put the ball in his hands, he was electricity. I don't think they're going to stop doing that after paying him more money. Like that's just not how I think that goes. How should Pitts go is a good question because Pitts has fallen a lot in drafts this entire season. And if you are like a lot of the people in our chat, a lot, me as well, uh, of course, been drafting since Pope, we've been drafting since the Super Bowl, uh, really getting serious. though after the NFL draft, like Kyle Pitts was at one point going sometimes falling to 38, 39, 40. Now you'll see him go as he goes here, 25 spot. I love Pitts. I Pitts is my highest exposed tight end. I'm very proud of the amount of Pitts exposure. Uh, and I made my case earlier, like he's young. We like to get breakout players who are on the cuffs, something great, a rookie tight end doing what he did last year, a thousand yards, even with the one touchdown, one touchdown is going to get better. A thousand yards could get substantially better. And if he looks like he looked in that preseason game against the jets, like he's a terrifying guy to have to cover. So, um, you can continue to talk me into taking him more. Uh, but I do think I have like 20% pits. I believe I'll, I'll check it in a second. 
for me, it's hard to draft him at like 20 if that's where he gets. If he gets to Mark Andrews range, I think you might not want to go there too crazy. Mad Sox making a good point that I know Pete has made as well. Don't think you can go wrong with anybody in the top two rounds. It's crafting your teams and positions and hitting on later guys slash sacks to determine your success. I think there are some landmines, and I certainly, you know, as I've talked about enough on streams, believe heavily that you want to draft that wide receiver upside. Um, you definitely, I think, don't want to draft Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews like the guy in the 10-hole did. Uh, but that's still, you know, a spot where I think you can get away with elite tight ends and multiple elite tight ends, but probably not those two elite tight ends. Um, Corlett Sutton was a guy that I wanted to play on a flag for, but I looked at my exposure and as you could see it again with this brick caddy, I do have, uh, if it loads up, here we go. 15, ah, oh, damn it. 15.6% exposure for Cortland Sutton. And I think I have substantially more of 23% or 22.3% for T Higgins I'm down to 22.1 now. So I have a lot more T Higgins. So, uh, that's why content wise, I do think Pete and I having repeats in the flag plants was not the best. We try to keep it honest here though. And those are all guys that Pete and I are drafting ungodly heavily. Um, it makes me feel good, too, that he had guys like Rashad White, because as we know, I love the Rashad Whites of the world now. D-A-B-K with a beautiful start. Oh, I, actually, I thought this guy was dark all along. So he's T-A-B-K, Jefferson, Javante Williams, A.J. Brown. I got a Jefferson Brown start this morning. I forget who was my third. Um, oh, with Pitts. I got Jefferson Brown and Pitts on underdog and was like, yes, I'm very excited to get that team. And I think I reached a little for Pitts, though. Um, reached, I think, like 27 instead of 25. So hmm, a little savings for me. Um, either way, we're on the clock here. Maybe we get the Denver stack. Marquise Brown, I still don't mind. McLaurin, I don't know. I don't have enough Jerry Judy. I don't have enough Jerry Judy. And as you can see, my Ezekiel Elliott shares the red is my exposure. The five, the blue is the uh, target exposure, according to Brick. And that's based on some of the experts he has pulling in ADPs. Uh, they have 5%. I've got a nary a share of Zeke in my best ball mania exposure. So I apologize to her account Willis, who has beaten the drum of Zeke quite a bit. Yeah, sorry, Dark. <laughs> D-A-B-K. It makes sense, though, because we see B-K Muchacho. It all comes together now when you start to connect the names. But uh, Dark Muchacho is what I'm calling you if you start fucking sniping my picks again. That's what I'm going to say. The Marquise Brown DK versus UD discrepancy is massive. It's true of a lot of those guys, and it doesn't make sense on DraftKings. Of course, underdog is a half-point PPR site, so you are rewarded more for touchdowns, rewarded more for yardage. DraftKings is a full-point PPR site. So Deontay Johnson being in the 50s for large portions of the offseason, I know he was holding out or semi-holding out, but him and Marquise Brown, like at least Brown, I think, you know, kind of makes sense why there'd be the PPR disparity, but um, you can get builds with like Brown and Deontay Johnson in the fifties. And I think those are both really solid and on DraftKings. And part of why too, like I would say, you know, you're doing yourself a disservice. We love underdog here again, use that promo code splash, please go fucking use it. So I can go pay for baby formula, whatever other bullshit it's coming down the pike. Uh, but I would say that from where I view things, like you should be drafting on DraftKings too. Like, it's a different drafts. So you'll feel like you're building super teams. Ultimately, your super teams probably won't be as good as the other super teams on DraftKings that are going to have like somebody was DMing me yesterday. I think there's probably a team on DraftKings that has like Jefferson and Chase or like Jefferson Chase and AJ Brown or something fucking stupid like that because that's how people draft on DraftKings. So if you want to have like fun not getting sniped on picks, like maybe getting sniped on your on your QBs because they don't fucking pay attention to correlation at all on DraftKings. Besides that, though, like draft on DraftKings, I think it's fun too. And it's a $5 millimaker on there as well. So a little bit cheaper if you are, if you're worried about that. 
Jordan saying elite QBs have such an edge. Uh, I very much agree with that. Um, elite QBs is a build that I enjoy deeply. Um, I've taken a lot of double elite QB builds. And, and elite QBs, to be clear, I'm not saying necessarily Mahomes and Allen. I actually think it's not the best move to take a lot of Mahomes and Allen, especially together. You're giving up a lot of draft capital early on. But to me, to take a Lamar and like a, a Trey Lance is really exciting if you can get that somehow. Uh, Jalen Hurts and a Trey Lance, a Burrow Lance. like uh, A lot easier to get Lance with these guys a couple months ago and there was some uncertainty there. Uh, but I think elite QBs, you know, elite QBs, elite tight ends. I did a lineup build, uh, the one uh, on the SPAG solo streams on the Splash Play channel, where I went through the road of his roster construction explorer. And I would say, check it out. Um, I think I, it's like why I never draft running backs. And I went deep on it and showed the advantage that you get in the numbers in terms of like best ball data going back to 2015 for having one elite QB, a QB in the first six rounds, having one elite tight end, which is a tight end in the first five rounds. And I believe that strongly. And that's been how I've drafted this entire season. So I would support it deeply. Max Lenski saying, I'm addicted to seeing my name on the screen. Thank you, Max. I'm addicted to seeing your name on the screen, too, because you always are kind enough to give us money. Even though your name is so cool and you're a regular, we'd read your chats anyway, but we appreciate it a bunch. And um, and honestly, appreciate all you guys hanging out with me, especially if you're watching on Peach channel and you're like, where the fuck is this sweet boy Pete who looks so adorable on the, the full screen of ship chasing the other night? Uh, no, just me here. No Pete showing up. Uh, and if Pete's shown up, he's not showing up for another 10 minutes. So we might actually have the draft done by that point. We are back on the clock here. Um, did not get an elite tight end, which sucks. I still feel kind of thin at receiver, honestly. Um, no great correlations right now. Well, yeah, it screams maybe a backdoor Drew Lock stack. <laughs> No Pete here. Why not? Let's go crazy, guys. DK Metcalf stacked up with Drew Locke. Maybe I'll get some Lockett. Maybe I'll get some Fant. Who knows? Who knows? But we're live now for the Drew Locke stack, which I'm sure we've all desperately been waiting for. Um, I also really need to get Russ. <laughs> so that's something. Don't scoop me on Russ. I'm probably reaching for Russ just to make sure. Oh, though he's, man. These are the questions that are sometimes tough that I always appreciate hearing Pete talk through. We're like, there isn't probably a lot of logic for somebody to take a Denver stack right now because I have Sutton, I have Judy. I can probably see if Russell Wilson falls to two picks. But boy, I've gotten scooped on so many running backs and rooms where people just draft willy-nilly draft Russell Wilson because they were like, oh, he won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. That's the kind of casual drafts you get now um, that I might reach for Russ here just so I don't lose my beautiful, pristine Denver stack. We'll see, though. We'll see how my... How my heart goes. It's palpitating right now. The thump, the thump, the thump. We're stacking backup QBs. Yep, that's true. That's what we try to do here. Get, get the handcuffed QB. That's the hot new trend for next year's best ball season. I saw Bymfor asking that. And I weirdly, Bymfor got like a spat with uh, Drew Digmeyer of summer. I saw part of it. I, it seemed like they sorted it out quickly. Um, but I really would say, though, watch that best ball breakfast with Bymfor yesterday. I really enjoyed Pete and him getting the reunion back together, getting the crew back together after they uh, had to celebrate their, their big winnings a year ago. Um, we think Russ is going to fall. Do we think Russ is going to fall? There's honestly not anybody I love in this range anyway. I'm just not, I'm not going to risk it. I'm not going to risk it. If you risk it, you don't get a biscuit, I think is what the Bruce Arians phrase that was famously coined with this run of QBs. I don't have the confidence that somebody else is going to go. Oh God. Like I, I feel like a strategery here. Maybe seems like a guy that would take a QB. Like somebody here would take a QB before Russ comes back to me. And I'm just not willing to risk it when I have the double stack. <laughs> Look, I 
like all the guys, like, honestly, this is why I can't keep up on Twitter is like, I just don't have the wherewithal to just be tweeting out takes like left and right. Like, I just don't care. Like, please watch the streams. Like, I hope you guys enjoy the content that I do. Hope you do this, enjoy the stuff that Pete's and I do, especially because I'm happy to keep riding those coattails until they fall off. Uh, but for you guys out there, like who enjoy all the Twitter spats and stuff, like you're probably not going to get it from my handle ever. Like, I just don't have the wherewithal <laughs> to get in the mix and just deal with like, oh, are you being petty to me for some reason? Like, I think that was what the, uh, the buy for Dinkmeyer Twitter beef was, and it's just like, oh my gosh, like I, boy, I just don't even want to deal with it, you know? I just want to draft teams. Even when I draft teams and I post a screenshot, it's like you'll get people who just like need to fucking snark the lineup and whatever. And if it's out of fun, I don't care. Like obviously if I'm drafting a shitty team, I probably know at this point. Um, but yeah, like, you know, if people just, people are tough on Twitter and they're, all, and they're all bots too. You know, that's a tough part too. People forget that Twitter is full of bots. There's been nothing in the news about that lately at all. I got the wrong draft. It started Diggs, Debo, Waddle, Robinson. I am not Team Waddle, but I do think that uh, that's a very nice build if you are Team Waddle. Um, honestly, Diggs, Debo, and Robinson enough would be a nice start. Uh, Robinson's soaring up ADP-wise. And then sometimes in rooms, you'll get him at like the 55 range, which I don't get. Um, those guys are definitely ones, like I'd be curious to see some studies you know, from the people who actually care to like run Python code and whatever. I'd be curious to see some studies from people who are like, Oh, like these variable ADP players, the guys who sometimes go 12 picks ahead of ADP, sometimes go 12 picks behind. Like what happens to them? Because like obviously the market data will land in the middle but um, in terms of ADP. But like in terms of those teams, like if you get a guy that somebody else is paying a premium for and taking him at 37, you get him at 55. Like that feels like it'd be a drastically different team. So I don't know. Anybody out there who's smart? Bullock, I feel like you do data science, right? So tell me, tell me the info. <laughs> tell me this very esoteric question and give me the answer to it, please. While I'm on stream, ideally. Any updates on Waddle? Uh, he stinks. I think that's the, <laughs> that's the main update. Oh, what am I? Who's, oh, I don't know. I don't know this. Uh, what's the background FF Doom? I, I will say for anybody out there who's subtweeting Ship Chase, and they can fucking come for me too, because I love that show. That is one of the shows that made me get obsessed with best ball. And part of the reason too, oh, here we go. Oh, look who it is. Old Pete over that on his own channel. Uh, DK Metcalf. Guess like he's back on his Seahawks bullshit. Pete, it was a tough room. I had to reach for Russell Wilson. But the good news for you, we did draft a running back here in the first round with Austin Eckler. Wow, Austin Eckler sliding to nine. Yeah, it's been a weird draft, as you could tell by the guy taking Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. <laughs> Dude, these drafts have been been wild. I, the the one I did with uh, Bime Four last night, Goddard uh, went in the second round. I did uh, my late night draft last night. I got Jamar Chase at seven, which looks like happened here as well. So it's funky season. It is funky season. So tell, update the people here. Of course, I covered for you. I told them all the lies as Pete was out literally burying a body in his backyard. It's a whole thing. Mm -hmm. But tell the people how much joy you're going through with your move and, and everything in your life. Yeah, no, I've just, it was, I was at my new place today getting the, uh, the internet set up there, got that all squared away, came back. And then I've been packing up my office because I'm going to move my, my studio tomorrow and I was like rustling around because I packed up a TV over here and then the internet went out and I was like, oh, I'm a fucking idiot. I must have tousled some wires and, and ruined my internet. And then I'm like, no, I have everything in right. And then I get the message from Xfinity that there's an outage here. So I'm just, uh, I'm frazzled, Spags. I'm frazzled. It's been quite a day. Well, you're frazzled. We're on the clock. I think we took the running back early. So I don't think we take another. We don't have any logical correlations. So actually, you know what? We have Hunter Renfro. Wait, oh, oh no, get Renfro. No, oh, we got Olave. Olave's ADP has come up a lot, and I don't love that. 
Wait, why were you rushing to get Renfro? Do you have Carr? Uh, I have Debo. You've you fucking slave to the correlations. <laughs> uh, so Josh is saying uh, he's saying Pete tell Spags why Debo sucks. You like Debo, right? Your team Debo. Yeah, I mean, if Debo sucks, I'm in for a rough year in best ball. I have like 17% of him. I, I will say uh, I have gotten uh, more spooked lately because of how well Ayuk is playing at camp. And I am I would rather, you know, play the 49ers through Ayuk at this point because there's such a big gap in them. But I still think Debo is going to be fine. He, I just would, in a perfect world, I'd lower that exposure with everything I know now. Okay, I think that's a reasonable take, though. I, I feel like the Ayuk thing, like we've seen Debo be a monster in a year where they probably weren't using him the best. So like, isn't there a world where Trey Lance boops the, boops the offensive production enough where like Ayuk is good and better and all that and Debo's also a monster? Because I think there is. Yeah, no, I think there is too. I, I was just really aggressive on Debo earlier. I was like smashing him anywhere from like early second to every time he slid past that. All right, so we have no QB correlations here that make sense with Tom Brady or Dak. I think it's Marquez for all the scantling time to get our bring back for Denver because I am a slave to correlation, Pete. You are right. Um, that looks good to me. Someone left a comment on one of my videos, and I couldn't tell if they were joking or not. They were like, it was on the, the brick draft, and they were like, the one thing I try to do in every draft is get a minimum of eight AFC West players. And I read the rest of the comment and I don't think they were doing a bit. And like, I kind of get it because we expect there to be so many shootouts there. All this to say, you have a nice uh, AFC West build going on here. We've talked about it that like, if you're, I think if you're going to make a bet on one division being like the shootout division, I think it's the AFC West. And I like, I mean, it could obviously randomness and all that. The defense is getting much worse. Like it could be the NFC North or something, but just based on talent of the QB is like the West seems like the likely one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely the division I'm most excited about. I mean, the only thing you have going against it is in December, you're getting all those cold weather outdoor games in KC, in Denver. Um, at least at least Chargers and Raiders have the dome. You know, some of those, like, uh, what is it, the NFC South, where they're all warm weather dome games, those tend to, to be pretty nice down the stretch, like looking at those, you know, Carolina, Tampa Bay games. Those always interest me. Yeah, I guess I would buy in more on the talent, you know, rather than sweating the dome stuff. Like, I know people are already doing the weather reports on January 1st for their Week 17 correlations. And at that point, I think you're nickel and diming things too much. Uh, David Montgomery, Pete, goes right before the 100 spot here, 95 overall. At what point would you actually draft David Montgomery? Because you have been on some streams lately where you had a shot to get him as value, and, and you still don't. I, I told Brick we, we almost took him last night at pick, I think it was 87 or 88. Um, I... You know, same with Antonio Gibson. I, I'm a, I'm a buyer at, of David Montgomery at pick 96 here. Okay, uh, I think that's fair. I mean, he honestly wasn't bad last year. Like he was not like great or anything, but he got a lot of touches, and he's still uh, he's fairly young, right? Like he's not he's not over 26, I don't think. Well, the whole thing about the dead zone, right? When they're going in fifth and sixth round, is that we're projecting them as starters, and we're using volume, projectable volume, to prop that up. When you slide down into round eight and nine. You're starting to get into committee back territory. We know Penny's going to be in a committee with Walker, Stevenson with Harris, you know, Pierce with Burkhead, Sanders with Gainwell. So I almost feel like a lot of the downside risk is priced out once he's sliding down into the eighth, ninth round. And that's why I, I don't mind it there. Okay. I, I think that's a fair point, you know, for us. And this is something Pete that I was talking about that, like, if I'm taking an early running back, I'm not taking another one for, you know, eight or nine rounds or so. At what point do you think we need to get back in the running back train? Because the board's starting to look pretty pretty booger-filled if we're going to use the, the color and gross body function thing. Well, 
I think this this looks like a sweet spot here. I mean, for these for these running backs, and also you could get do you. Okay, sorry, I got confused with the Las Vegas thing. You still don't have anything with Carr. Um, no, still nothing with Carr. No tight end either. I normally too will in this spot where I don't have a tight end. I'll, I'll grab Knox. I, I I still think he has kind of monster upside weeks fifteen through seventeen attached to Josh Allen. Um, or I kind of make the decision I'm just going to go for a, like a three punt build. All right, I don't like doing three, so I'll take Knox. I do think there's a cutoff point now. Like pretty much Knox Ertz, I feel like is about the cutoff point for guys that feel like they haven't even a chance to be a tight end one, unless you're a big Cole Komet guy. And there are a lot of big Cole Komet guys out there. Hang on, get Josh's chat up. I want to make some money off of him. Uh, can I get a Demont versus Debo fantasy points bet? What would it take, Pete? Whatever you name your price, uh, Josh, even money, I'll take Debo versus David Montgomery, half point PPR scoring on underdog for the year. Do you get an out for injury? Because I feel like that's the one out. <laughs> Yeah, we can we can do something like a minimum games played if you want, but I, I will happily take that bet. Yeah, I I don't see how it would be possible, especially like, you know, Debo's not doing kick returns, Pete. <laughs> David Montgomery, well, one of the lucky running backs to be uh, indoctrinated to the special teams by his new coach. Yeah, I mean, Antonio Gibson, did he finally go or is he still on the board? Uh, let's see. He is still on the board. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm... I'm good with with Gibson at these prices. I think I took him out 111 in a draft the other day. I mean, that's where I'm I'm perfectly okay with it. Here as your second running back. Okay, I think. I mean, honestly, if we're going on pure upside, like for Week 17, Pete, knowing what we know of Gibson, knowing what we know of, let's say James Cook, like, do you really think Gibson has more Week 17 upside than Cook? Um. I think there's different propositions. Gibson does go there, so it doesn't matter. You know, I just the the range of outcomes is so much wider on what Cook could be. You know, Cook could essentially have a redshirt year or he could be this year. You know, he could be a version of Alvin Kamara in in that offense. So like the the outcomes are so wide, whereas with Gibson, I kind of feel like it's going to be a bumpy road, but he's going to have a few big games because he's capable of ripping off big plays. All right. Well, between Cook and Harris, who would you take? Um, I mean, uh, James Cook. Okay, there we go. But I, I don't, I don't think Harris is bad there. We t- we took him, I think at like w- pick one twenty last night in the in the buy four draft. Um, that uh, Josh Norris was in the comments on our shift chasing stream last night, yelling at us to take David Harris, and we took Rashad White instead on uh, on FFPC. I think you made the right move. I think. <laughs> That's the one thing uh, that Josh is not doing in the chat right now. He wants something far more valuable than money. Pete, do you feel like you're being flirted with? Yeah, I just don't really like the tone. It has such a, a sensual overtone to it. Far more valuable than money. <laughs> As he's sitting there sipping a Kodiak and swirling it in a chair. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Nate, Josh, oh, I... I'm not I'm not exchanging nip slips on this bet, okay? I mean that's I, I need the I need the cold hard cash. How do you think Lauren would feel about naming your child as Paul's su- suggesting here for Josh? Uh perhaps Julia Jones over Zed. <laughs> yeah, Julia, that would be uh I don't think Lauren would sign off on that. Her senora when we studied abroad in Spain was named Julia, and I think that would uh I think that would trigger her. Oh, you just know too that she'd overpronounce it every time, I have to assume. <laughs> exactly julia every single vowel in that one is getting 10 seconds of airtime cook higher adp than singletary 
I agree Singletary should probably be higher, but man, it's hard to not watch that highlight reel of Cook in the preseason and just go like, I want James Cook. Like, I, I'm very impressed by James Cook. I've always liked him. It's, I think he's a little bit better play on, on DraftKings just because of the PPR stuff. Um, but I feel like, Pete, like, I, I don't mind taking either guy there, like, if they're there. And it, it really just depends on my mood on a given day. Yeah, I'm the same way. Uh, I, I want to look up what my exposures are on those two because I know early on I was taking a lot of Singletary and then I was taking a decent amount of cook. I think I'm pretty even on those guys. I'm going to look it up right now. Actually, I don't know what mine is either. And I, I'll be curious to see that too, because I definitely take a lot of those guys, really nice zero RB backs, which uh, Pete, I also went through the R guys, which I think lost a little bit of the flair from me reading your guys. <laughs> and then really? I was having the same guys. It looked like I made up your guys and you actually weren't doing the show anymore. Yeah, actually, I don't know what Spags told you guys, but I, I said I'm not telling him my guys. I'm keeping those very close to the vest. So whatever he told you guys, he got completely made up. Like, why, why does Pete love Naheem Hines and Khalil Herbert? <laughs> you do like these guys, though, I think a decent amount. But Rashad White, though, is the giveaway. where that's That's been your guy that I'm just – I have a little bit less Rashad White, I think, than you. So I just looked it up. I'm 15% Singletary and 11% Cook in, uh, in Best Ball Mania. Okay, I am 11% Singletary and – 7.4%. I'm actually under on Cook right now, so I'm glad we got Oh, him. wow. Yeah. You actually hate him. You're fading Cook. <laughs> I got a lot of him on DraftKings, Pete. That's, that's oh, the one defense okay. I have for myself. And I don't know what the exposures are on there. I um, love how I have him on DraftKings is the new, like, oh, I played him in cash. You know, when, when the guy goes off and he's not in your GVP line. Oh, I had him in my cash lineup. All right, so we got a lot of running backs here. Feels like we can scoop our second guy. Walker, Henderson, Brian Robinson, Rashad White, Hines, all of our favorites. I mean, this is this is the sweet spot for running backs here. Um, I'm gonna take Walker. Yeah, just you know, in case I don't go Drew Lock. Yeah, I think Henderson or Walker was the pick there um, because there's a chance. What you're at eleven nine, right? Yeah, there's a chance you might be able to catch Gainwell, Rashad coming back. Yeah, I'm a little worried about QB because like two is gone very early. This for some reason QBs are flying off the board, so it feels like we're gonna have to go. A little bit more narrow at QB than I would normally. Let me see like. your other wide receivers. Uh, Jameis in play. Oh yeah, Jameis is in play. Yeah, and Jameis apparently wants to play this Friday, so he should be pretty close to good for the actual regular season. Well, J Mike asking, did you have any context you want to add to your our guys players? What was there? Was there anything controversial? What I forget? I forget even who I told no. It was more that. So I also had T Higgins. I also had Trey Lance on mine. So like we had a couple duplicates there. Although uh, I did remember to flip the image for Trey Lance, so it looked like he's a completely different guy. Um, but then I I had um to round up my list. I had Tyler Algier, of course, as the pivot to your Rashad White. I had Alec Pierce as the pivot to your KJ Hamler, and I had Kyle Pitts over Kittle. But like honestly, I, I like Kittle would be my guy. But I felt like I had to differentiate from you somewhere. <laughs> I love how you say pivot. You you really wanted to say leverage off of your thing just for our guys. I got to make a big leverage play. Hey, you um, had correlations. You had stacks in yours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the one thing I would say, J. Mike, about mine with Hamler, Hamler's one of the few guys that have, you know, really risen in ADP that I'm still continually drafting. You know, I, I have some pretty big sticker shock on George Pickens. Um, you know, some of those guys, even dubs i haven't been taking a lot but hamler still at 150 to me seems like a, a value he's been back at at practice looking good so I, i'm still very hyped on on hamler uh gainwell i have enough madison i feel like this is a gainwell spot unless a tight end is worth it but mm. yeah i, I, I don't want to be yeah i would i'd rather take dulcich late than a kui boonham now personally 
Yeah, and I just think at this point with how much uh, fear there is in the streets for Alberto, and I think rightfully so, I think you got to be getting him at discounts. You know, I, yeah. I don't think you want to be taking Alberto at ADP right now while the ADP is still kind of in a free fall. You can see my ADP is uh, where I'm drafting these guys, and my my four percent of Alberto is at one forty one point four. So I'm I've got him at the dip, and I if I get him more, it'll be cheaper than that for sure. Yeah. Oh man, I, any good ones on I, the ADP things wasn't working for me the other day, so I'm like actually curious to see where these are. Um, because like I, I think it was like flipped with like what the regular underdog ADPs are, but now this is where I'm drafting guys. No huge values. I guess Pacheco getting him at 191 was a nice value. That is nice, but not a lot of them. Not a lot of them. Yeah, I need to pull up and see my the my average because I'm at 11% pickings, and I don't think I've taken him once since he's moved up past like pick 150. Yeah, I'm also down. Pickens, like I saw you went on a like in '98, I think in your that was one of the drafts because I watched your ones with Brick and and buying four before the show. It was actually talking it up too. Like I think the best ball breakfast of the buying four was really good because you were a not doing it live, so you weren't have to, having to have the room be ruined. But I just enjoyed you guys talking about that one because I realized like that lineup you guys had was part of what really radicalized me with the zero RB stuff because I had Madison too and was like, wait a minute, like what connects the dots here? So I think that was a really instructive stream you did with Bime for, and I hope you guys do well again, if not as well as our teams that we've drafted on this show. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was fun to do that. You know, you don't want to put too much pressure on yourself, a single bullet in a, in a massive contest, but I liked that we were able to kind of replicate some of the things we did last year. Well, in a smart unforced way. So yeah, if you guys missed that, I put that up on the, uh, the audio feed as well in a, in a vacuum podcast. And uh, yeah, we also just talked at the top kind of about the current landscape and and some thoughts we have heading into these final couple weeks of drafts. Yeah. I thought it was a really good show. And obviously, you know, we, we love the spike week guys and buying for and the work he's doing as well. So uh, check them out and check out that stream. I think it was a really enjoyable watch for me. And, and too, like, I think your guys break down into the lineup. Like, there's a lot of things I think we've talked about on the show that just looking at your lineup and seeing what it is, where it was like all upside receivers. A lot of these guys that you drafted also ended up being like Devontae Adams, CD lamb. These guys are first rounders this year. Like a lot of the things we talked about, I feel like perfectly aligned with how you guys did, even though you didn't win at all, which would have been the greatest story of all. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, Dylan, Pete, can I get Montgomery over Debo? And if I win, you have to do my work draft with me next year. What, what do I win? <laughs> if I, I mean, you got we got to actually have an it. other side of this bet before you you just you want me to negative free roll you on this? I mean, come on, Dylan. Uh, Neil, of course, one of our our actual millionaires in the chat, who's doing a great job over at Stochastic, asking how are we feeling about Pacheco in the thirteenth round? Saw Liam take him around there recently too. I feel like if you're dying to get exposure, Pete, I don't mind it. But we talked about it on the on the Monday show. I'd rather take a stab at McKinnon at this point and hope he gets the pass game work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we did take him in that stream last night. We took him at pick one fifty two, which yeah. I I could stomach there because it, to me, I've always said like after you know pick one fifty, it's just the fucking wild west on there. I mean, you're in that you know Tyrion Davis price range, whatever. Um, but yeah, normally he's he's not slipping that far. All right, so a good RB spot, decent way to get a tight end too. If we want to, sure you don't want to boost your. Uh, Khalil Herbert exposure up to 25%. Um, I'll, I'll say you're going to, you're going to handcuck. No, no, no. Wait, I forgot that I, I'm so used to not having him. Oh fuck. Oh, well, I guess what's the Kenny Galladay draft. Uh, oh no. Well, I mean, there's, yeah, there's no correlations to get with Galladay. Oh, actually there's one. You get Alec Pierce slate. Maybe no, there you go. Oh, Alec, Alec Pierce getting steamed up perhaps by this stream. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have we even talked about Alec Pierce that much? I have talked, talked about a lot of Alec Pierce. You can't deny that. But I love how you just once saying that you drafted him in like 19 straight puppy three drafts. You thought that was gonna steam him up. <laughs> he was one of my guys. He was number he was the fifth my oh, guy. Today. Okay, yeah. your guy. All right. I look, you saw the ADP I have on Pierce P that I have a 177 ADP on him, so people can see that the discount I've gotten at a at a pretty good clip of exposure. Talk through the Kenny Galladay decision other than being a panic selection. So you didn't take two chargers backs. So here's the thing, Pete, <laughs> the way that I could justify it is that um, Kenny Galladay is a player that people are very down on. His ADP has fallen quite a bit. And um, if we could have gotten Alec Pierce, it would have made a lot of sense, but you know, now I'm perhaps less so. So yeah. What is your, did Jameis, I assume went, did we miss that one? Yep. Jameis, yeah. Jameis snuck by us. <laughs> but you you now have opened up. I'd probably not. Ri- uh, I'd probably not risk it with Daniel Jones, honestly, at this point. But hmm. or you could. I still think this tight end tier is a little flat. I don't know. I mean, we could wait a little, get Noah Fant, and then there's some logical candidates that come up. Jesus. Also, <laughs> oh, I take Khalil Herbert now. <laughs> this is. Oh wait, we could get our our Vegas bring back Zamir White. Done. I would have sat on running back there, grab Daniel Jones, come back, grab that tight end in that sweet spot, and then circle back to running back. But it's just me. I mean, in some respects, Pete, I think mentally I've already made the bet on Drew Locke. <laughs> so that's where we are. You show up late, your internet's down, you're moving. It's the only time I can profit off of it by getting a Drew Locke share. I mean, no, basically, my internet actually never went out. I'm just trying to get creative with not having to draft BBM three teams on my account with you. I think the important thing is you're getting some shares of Drew Lock through me, and I'll I'll happily look. Could you imagine if I had to cut you a check from my account because Drew Lock won us two million dollars? I would actually make you uh, show up at my my door like it one of the big clearinghouse checks or from those national contests and uh, and film you bringing me my million dollar check. Me and hopefully some, like Drew Lock would get in with a bit, or at least his girlfriend would, and she'd come. <laughs> we go door to door to you. I no joke think if you won on your account with the team we drafted that you would be like a legit 5% flight risk, like all bits aside. <laughs> no, because like I, I care about the content part and, you know, and you know, Pete, our business is tied together now and it's, it could get even more tied. So no, I wouldn't. I am a man of honor. I would never. That's not enough money to like run away, <laughs> like never work again. Two bill, two bill would, would, would take you a long way in uh, Puerto Rico. Not with the not, Pete, as you're gonna find out, not with a baby, and not with, not with a wife. Oh, I, no, that you're they're uh, they're the ones also getting left behind with me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like, look, Luca, you're adorable. Alex has been a great run. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's always some of the chances he gets a fleet of the Cayman Islands. Spags doing solo streams off the grid. <laughs> what if you got like a voice decoder? thing and you were just that's a mascot <laughs> you're like draft with the winner of best ball media three <laughs> he went off the grid and now he only does streams for seven hours a day <laughs> never pin him down but you know what though pete i wouldn't make people pay for a best ball mania entry with me they could just hop on a stream and do it for free whether i win a voice decoder or not i think that'd be i didn't think that'd be a good way to get back you know we have other ambassadors of the game who are kind of nickel and diming their guests through, you know, I think it would be a nice thing. What, you know, what if you did, if you win BBM three and you say, I'm going to do 150 streams, 150 guests all on me, 
the champ. That'd be a good content bit. Got it. Could you imagine having to stream every draft you do and how minus EV that would be? <laughs> I think if I I think if I won Best Ball Mania 3, I would completely just transcend it. I'd just be levitating and be like, I don't care. I'm ready to get I'm ready to punt off thirty five hundred dollars or whatever. <laughs> Actually, Paul summing up pretty well. Spags be doing TikTok selfies yelling at us about zero RB. I'm already doing that, Paul. So I guess I must be a millionaire. And we just didn't realize it. <laughs> wow. More beach time, though. All right, we're back on the clock. Um, we can get a bring back. <laughs> Daniel Jones remains. We get a bring back for Paris. Campbell. Take fucking Daniel Jones, dude. <laughs> okay. I'm Jesus. So, it's a three QB build, it feels like. Oh, wait, two week nine buys. We can't do that. You can't. Well, well, guess what? You just got your green light to draft Drew Locke. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> got to take him to 17th, otherwise we might get scooped. <laughs> oh, man. I oh, mean, Josh what? is giving you the bet here. Pete, the bet, I'll get a Pete over that tattoo if I lose, but when I win, I get to come on a Pete-sponsored, ship-chasing FFPC main event. Here's where you're wrong, Josh. You just put the value for me of you getting a tattoo. Actually... Okay, is it is Josh getting a tattoo of me worth eighteen hundred dollars? No, because I feel like he would do it for free. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure if this is. And also, like, how am I going to be depicted? Is it going to be a caricature version? Do I get to sign off on the artwork before it's permanently imprinted on your body? There's lots of logistics we'd have to think through with this, Josh. Yeah, come with a stronger pitch than that. The (laughs) file. Phyla saying top 10 worst drafts I've seen. Pete, I know there's nothing more. <laughs> Just you Spags, you're on the clock. I know. I got Somebody scoop Noah Fant. It's kind of chafes me a little here. <laughs> but again, I'm not going to. I I'm told not you that Zamir White detour was going to hurt you. What? <laughs> Come not on. Not worth the risk, Pete. <laughs> what do you mean worth the risk? No one's taking fucking Drew Locke. He's getting He's drafted Drew- more and more each day. By who? By Drew Locke aficionados like myself. <laughs> God, this is. If Zach Wilson's going, there was a risk. There was a risk profile there. I can't let it happen. Well, at least I know you're not a flight risk anymore if you're drafting teams like this. (laughs) I mean, look, I have a lot of good teams. I've drafted some really nice teams over the last few days. I think I get to relax a little, just get my one shitty fucking Austin Eckler team out of the way. This isn't a bad team. (laughs) I mean, it's just like it's ridiculous how like you could draft any team and if it doesn't have five running backs somebody's gonna be in the stream being like oh this team <laughs> this team can't like the denny carter bit i never realized was so true until this year spags no one watching this and hanging out in the comments is worried about having thin running backs we're all offended by not prioritizing tight end when there was that pocket of the draft and then dra- grabbing drew lock that early that's what we're all upset about well, no, the Phil guy was like saying that before we, for the Drew Lock detour. The Drew Lock detour made him think this is for content. And sure, certainly I like to enhance my content with the occasional draft pick in the 16th round, Pete. But I believe in this team and I believe we got a nice uh, hero RB build. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want you to know if I, you know, if Xfinity didn't come through in the clutch, you would have handcuffed. Austin Eckler with Isaiah Spiller. I absolutely would have. I'm so used <laughs> to like not having a running back in the first round. Or I'm like, oh, Isaiah Spiller is falling. Like, this is a great value. So, yeah, it's a mistake. I can admit that. Also, honestly, okay, if Isaiah likely is going in the oh. 15th, I think Drew Locke could go in the 16th. Look at that string of wide receivers for the one hole. That's my nightmare. 
Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Phillips and Khalil Shakir. Zay Jones, AJ Green, Kyle Phillips, and Khalil Shakir. I have a min one rule of that bucket of wide receivers on my teams. Who are his other guys? So he's got, oh, he, he reached for dubs, got oh, him no. nice and early. Oh, <laughs> no. DeAndre Hopkins, Amon Ross St. Brown, Tyreek Hill is his wide receiver one. Got Kyle Pitts, though. I mean, once you have Kyle Pitts, you do win the draft. So all is forgiven, Andrew. It's uh, uh, Kyle Pitts, uh, Kyle Pitts ahead of ADP and going to go even higher over the next few weeks. He's going to, he's going to be a late second um, ADP. I mean, every draft I've been in since that preseason game, he's gone ahead of ADP. Uh, I guess Mo Alley Cox for another, for an Indianapolis bring back. I mean, I'd rather prior. Do you have two stacks with Wilson already? Uh, No, I only have the, I have the Judy and uh, Sutton. Oh, okay. You're good. Then I was going to say maybe Dolchich, but yeah. Yeah, let's see. Dolchich will still be there, I think, at the 18th. People were, somebody in the chat was talking about Albert O versus Dolchich, and like every sign seems to be like, including the beat reporter that I think uh, you'd mentioned on one of the shows, like uh, for the Broncos, every sign seems to be that they hate Albert O for reasons completely unclear. Yeah, they, Nathaniel Hackett does not like Albert O, which is baffling. I don't like, Albert O's been perfectly fine, but I don't know. I guess there must be something we're missing for the football head guys and guys having to make their stamp on their teams just so they could show like that they're the, the alpha male. I think it's more of that. You know, I do really think there's an ego thing of being like, I want to be the guy who handpicked this guy. If I feel like I'm inherited, it, you know, inherited, you know, a player that I'm not as excited about, they, they want to make sure they get the credit for that. So a guy, Pete, that we could sack up with Daniel Jones here because Colin Johnson got hurt, and this guy definitely is not drafted at all. Sterling Shepard. I guess he's drafted by me once. Point eight <laughs> Sterling Shepard. I think we could take him here. You- he's back in practice. I feel like he's probably... The only other game. thing would be Bellinger and do a three tight end build. Oh, you know what? That makes sense. I like that. It's like logic would say we would take Dulcich, so getting Bellinger is a different approach. I think with with I don't know if I feel comfortable with just Knox and Cox as wonderful as that sounds rolling off the tongue. <laughs> not, not a bad team. All right, so we got Russell Wilson, Daniel Jones, Drew Locke. So we got to. I love how you say not a bad team right before you go to review it. Just pump yourself up. Austin Eckler, of course, a hero running back build. James Cook got him at a nice value. Kenneth Walker, a huge value. Kenneth Gainwell, a huge value. Zamir White, uh, not a value, but he's he's, he should, he's pretty valuable to me. Debo Samuel, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, DK Metcalf, Chris Olave, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Kenny Galladay, close out at receiver. Dawson Knox, Mo Alley-Cox, and Daniel Bellinger. Can't say this one isn't unique, Pete. Three, five, seven, three. You know what I'll say, Spags? Don't worry about labeling this one splash play you know i'm whatever one that i win the million dollars with pete i'm gonna go and check the timestamps to make sure in case i miss the label somewhere um so you know don't worry about it. i got you either way that was my one with eric last year like i'm not a big scoreboard watcher or lineup watcher and it wasn't until we had advanced from week 15 to 16 um, and I believe Bime four was like, I'm down to one bullet or something. And then I went and looked at mine and saw that that one had advanced. I was like, no, actually you have another one. Uh, this team we drafted had advanced. So I, I do, I am going to go around to everyone that I drafted teams with, and I will be hawking screenshots and making sure that they're not trying to run off to Puerto Rico with my lineup. For buying four, that must be like, uh, oh, like finding out you're pregnant. It's like, oh, like what a great moment. <laughs> we got to light up alive. Who knew? Yeah, dude, I think we have the uh, the same amount of BBMs done right now. I noticed we were close on one of your streams, and I didn't know if you'd moved ahead because I Wait, did one today. 122. Oh, you just you just beat me. 123. I'm at 122. Yeah. 
Okay. So there, there. So this, this draft you did it on this stream would have been the difference maker between us. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. actually, this is what I want. I want you to label this, but I only I only want twenty five percent of it because I only drafted half of it. Okay. Pete gets twenty five percent only. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Boy, this wide receiver, a lot of week nine buys in this wide receiver group. I'll tell you what. This th that joke could end up being one of the most expensive bits of my life if this team is I mean, I will rue the day I made that joke. Well, Pete, I I've the first time we're done in an hour flat in a while. <laughs> so you got that going for you. I'll stop my screen here. Anything you want to say to the people, Pete, because uh you missed the news. Oh, we didn't do the news section today because I was fucking really overwhelmed <laughs> with having to talk to open the show. Anything you want to bring to the people here on the way out? Yeah, I just want to apologize for leaving you guys with spags by on yourself. Your own channel. You only hurt I, yourself. I almost fired off a tweet. I was too tilted, but I almost fired off a tweet saying if if I get canceled for this uh you know poorly informed decision to let spags go live solo on my channel it's been real guys so uh i did did you do anything bonk worthy while i was gone no i was on my best behavior i was honestly overwhelmed because like i was saying um in the beginning like even though Streamyard's exactly the same for you and me like you having a different brand setup just threw me for a loop entirely or i'm like where's the intro like what's going on here i just log in i had to get pete's like a uh, login code is two-factor authorization to get on Streamyard. so i was like flustered and i think stammering and fucking sputtering all over the place <laughs> even more than usual um yes yeah, sorry sorry for being late uh i am happy to have my internet back tonight uh doing randomizer draft with Karain. we're doing a little later so we can go back to back randomizer into our ship chasing draft and then we're drafting a main event team with davis maddock tonight which should be wild he is already threatening to make us draft uh more running backs than we're used to drafting in those contests so if you want to come watch the three of us fight and bicker with davis maddock tonight uh you can tune in for that double header yeah, if you're not watching every bit of basketball content, I feel like you guys have been getting a shitload of views. It's hard to compete with the fantasy flock, but a lot of people watching those shows, and I feel like very well deserved for you guys. And no one can compete with the fantasy flock. We are we are all playing for second place. Uh, but yeah, no, people have been really enjoying the uh, the main event streams. They've been a very fun time. Yeah, a lot of great basketball content out there, so check out some of the stuff that Pete's doing. Of course, come back tomorrow to hang out with me solo, where I'll be doing two drafts in a row, popping a few beers, having a good time on here, and also talking about the wide receivers I think you should be drafting, and uh, there might be some overlay between uh, what we did today and what we're going to do tomorrow, but tune in and protect like, pretend like it's all new to you. Follow at Peter Oversett, follow at Chris Spags, follow at Splash Play Pod, and of course, hit the like button before you go, subscribe to the channel, and go subscribe to the Splash Play channel as well, because that is where the show will be exclusively started starting with the NFL week one. We appreciate all you guys hanging out. We'll catch you guys again soon. Bye.